Hey Dreamers, Joe Pardo here, checking in for another Friday update. So as of Monday evening, Dreamers Podcast became too old for iTunes new and noteworthy, and yet the show continues to grow. Thank you so much for the support, and I am so happy to see so many people sharing in my vision. Please keep up the reviews and sending me emails at joe at howtodream.co. Right now, I am looking for guest bloggers for howtodream.co. So if you or someone you know is interested in writing guest posts for howtodream.co, please contact me at howtodream.co slash bloggers. I hope everyone has a great weekend. This is the Dreamers Podcast, where dreamers share their stories to inspire you. Now, join host Joe Pardo as he interviews a dreamer who's living their dreams. Welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pardo, and today I'm interviewing Ryan Creelin, who is... <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> who is living his dream through minor league hockey. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on in this early morning. <laughs> yeah, not a problem at all. Let's get started by giving some background about yourself. Well, I'm New Jersey, born and raised in a town called Middletown. I've had opportunities to go elsewhere, but I'm kind of home-based and fortunate enough to find a job that I enjoyed close to home. And my family, my friends are all there and been there ever since. So what would you say inspires you? I would say a lot of different things, but on a on a day-to-day basis, you know, I actually enjoy working. I like the fruits of the labor and seeing what gets born out of it in the hockey world. That could be a game or an event or a big meeting. I like to work, put in the time, and then see that all play itself out. If you go to the rink and there's five, 6,000 people there to watch a game and you were behind the scenes to make it all happen, I find that very rewarding, and that's kind of what inspires me to be there. I grew up in a house that we were always kind of driven to work, work, work. I, I guess it's genetic, I don't know, but we actually enjoy it. Some people don't like work, we love to work. And so um, it's always nice, though, when at the end of that work, you get to see the fruits of your labor. So how did your dream come about, you know, wanting to work in minor, well, sports in general, and then eventually moving on to minor league sports? Well, growing up, I'd always been a fan of all sports, played everything, um, enjoy watching all different types of sports. And going through high school, one day I just decided that's kind of what I wanted to do and started looking up the routes to go. Found a sport management program that was housed in a business school at Seton Hall University, a New Jersey school. Got into the program, went for four years there, loved it played hockey there. Hockey was kind of my main sport growing up. And my senior year, a opportunity was forwarded to me from my advisor to potentially work for the ECHL, which is minor league double A hockey. A former Seton Hall graduate was working there, was looking for an intern and it was no pay and long hours. About I had to drive an hour each way to get there, but I decided to take it, and it was grueling, but I enjoyed it, and it kind of got my foot in the door and been there for the past pretty much decade at this point. So sometimes it's just on a whim, 
an opportunity came along, I jumped at it, took it, and it, it worked out. You've told me that story before, and you had mentioned at times you didn't even have gas money to make the trip. Yeah, I mean, uh, the intern world is usually non-pay. It's fine. It's, it's the nature of the beast. But I was driving two hours each way three or four times a week and on a college budget. So it certainly wasn't easy, but if you find a way to do it and, and work hard and show yourself, you know, things do work out. Yeah, they definitely do. And, and in your case, they very much did. Could you share your position that you've worked your way up to now? My current title is Senior Vice President of Business Operations. It's a, a broad title, but it's a it's a great title. It allows me to get my hands into everything. Uh, the, the moniker I always use is we wear 40 different hats, and we get to explore all realms of the business, from the hockey side to the ticket side to the sponsor side to the digital side. It, it's really cool. So uh, I, I enjoy it very much. So how was your dream received by your family when you told them that you wanted to go into sports management? To be honest, I, I think they just said, yeah, absolutely, go ahead and run with it. My uh, my parents never went to college. My dad's an entrepreneur, owns his own business. He actually never really wanted me to get into the business. Uh, he wanted me to go to school and do something different, and it worked out, and that's that's exactly what I did. I guess I could go into that business, but he never wanted me to, encouraged me to go elsewhere, follow my dreams, and that's kind of what I'm doing. So what steps did you take to get started in sports management? Yeah, a, a couple of different things. One, you know, I went and found a sport management program that's specifically what I wanted to be in. However, the, the key really is that it was housed in a business school. At the end of the day, hockey is a business and you need a business background. So I would encourage anyone who's interested in the field to make that as kind of the basis or the platform of their education to get uh, a business education. Once I went to school for, for sport management and business and got that basis and you know did some extracurriculars driven towards that as well, Ran the sport management club. We did events on the side. You get event management planning through doing things such as that. And then, like I said earlier, I got my foot in the door with the ECHL. I didn't stop there, though, either. After two years at the ECHL, I was still working, but I went and got my MBA at, at Rutgers University, uh, another Jersey school. So, as I mentioned, I'm Jersey through and through. But never stop learning. Never stop kind of educating yourself. You know, it was hard work, working full-time and going to school at night, not a lot of sleep and a lot of running around. But once again, in the end, it's it's worth it. So what roadblocks did you hit along the way? You know, there's always little things. And at the same time, too, I will say this. I was fortunate to get my foot in the door and, and have the opportunity present itself. One of the things I encouraged early on was I was young. And I look young. And in the business world, you know, you have to earn your respect. And for a long time, I was treated like a kid, at least to start. Once I was able to introduce myself and speak the language and talk to people, I was able to break down those barriers and earn their respect. But it, it was kind of comical, to be quite honest, in terms of the barriers of just getting people to respect you and kind of earn your place. You know, you're going to experience that in any job, especially when you're first starting out coming out of college. But you kind of 
roll with the punches and go from there. Is there any specific steps you took to overcome those? Like you said, getting in front of people and speaking the language. I mean, that's not always the easiest, especially if some people choose to judge you right off the gate. Yeah, and, and sometimes you don't even know the language, right? Listen, I wasn't born with all the answers, and not do I still not have all the answers, but... If I don't know something, I take the time to educate myself on it and read up on it and learn it. This way, going back in, I can put myself into the conversation and kind of relate to people and and prove that I know what I'm talking about. So I, I would say just knowing the situation before you get into it, educating yourself on it, being able to have the conversation. And the other thing, too, is not being afraid to ask questions. If you don't know, ask the question because which I've never had a problem with my entire life. I probably ask too many questions, but if you don't know and just kind of wing it, it can backfire pretty quickly. Yeah, somebody's detector will be going off on you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, it's better to have the facts and do an analysis based on the facts other than just kind of guessing. So are there any parts of your dream that haven't quite worked out yet? You know, I don't know. I personally always want to aspire to be bigger and better and and take on new challenges and you know i don't think the echl is necessarily the final destination for me but it's a good destination for now as i continue to to grow and learn and i wait for the next opportunity to present itself and just kind of continue to move up the ladder whether within the echl or within the hockey world or in the sport world in general you know hockey was my go-to and is my favorite sport by far so i'm very fortunate to have landed in that but the sports business is, is similar across all sports so you know you wait for the next opportunity and, and kind of grow from there the one thing you know when you're following your dreams no one's going to hand it to you so you've got to position yourself and wait for the right opportunity and kind of know when to pounce and, and you don't know when exactly that will be but you just continue waiting and one day it'll just show up on your doorstep i've personally had those stories i've seen it uh, with friends and co-workers you know just out of the blue an opportunity opens up and you jump on it yeah definitely you got to know when to pounce it's it's like one part luck one part instinct yeah yeah i mean you've got to put yourself in the position and you know kind of make your own luck but at the same time, it's not just the same. I mean, if you're trying to move up in a corporation or to a specific entity, someone's got to leave usually unless they're creating a new position. The key is to put yourself kind of in the physical spectrum of who's ever hiring for that position and say, you know who would be a great fit for this? So-and-so. Yeah, definitely. So if you were stranded on a deserted island with your family, what three things would you want to have with you? This is probably terrible but definitely a television it probably drive my family nuts but i uh the tv is kind of my source for everything from news to sports to education i grew up with it and i, I use it as a informative tool for current events and history and science and you name it so tv would probably be number one and my wife would probably break it within the first 20 seconds probably a hockey rink uh, and associated equipment just to play. I love the sport. Been playing since I was six or seven years old. Still play to this day. And I find it's a great way, not only for exercise, but just to get away. You know, if you give me a, a stick, a pair of skates, and a puck, I could spend all day out there. And I, I remember growing up spending all day out there and how much fun it was. So I, I think that would be number two. Number three. 
maybe a nice kitchen so we can cook and have nice food. Food is my weakness, but I enjoy good food, good grilling, <laughs> maybe a kegerator in the kitchen as well. Could you explain a little more in depth what the ECHL is exactly? Sure. The ECHL is a 21-team AA minor league hockey league. We have teams as far north as Anchorage, Alaska, as far south as Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and 21 teams spread out across the country in between. Our teams are affiliated with both the American Hockey League and the National Hockey League. As I mentioned earlier, we're kind of the double A. The American Hockey League would be triple A, and then the NHL is major pro. So a lot of our players have moved on to those leagues, and our teams are affiliated with respective teams in those leagues, kind of a development channel to help players grow their game and move up the ranks. So is there a favorite memory you'd like to share over the course of a decade working with the ECHL? Huh, that's a a great question. Lots of good ones. I'll say this, four or five years ago, after one of our All-Star games in Southern California, a representative of Reebok CCM Hockey and I, who have become very good friends over the years, decided we were going to visit a host of ECHL teams throughout the West. Now, normally you would do that flying from spot to spot, but we decided that we were going to rent an RV and go visit the teams from spot to spot. And we started the trip after the night of our All-Star game, and we had our championship trophy as well as the Stanley Cup on the RV with us, which was just, uh, you know, made for a great photo op. You know, we had a great time that night, and then we set out on our adventure, and You know, I got to travel the western part of the United States in an RV and see things that, you know, I never thought I'd see and just kind of hit the open road and enjoy it all while working at the same time. So the ECHL has really afforded me a great opportunity to see spots that I'd never see and to enjoy cities that I really, really enjoyed and probably would have never gone to otherwise. I think a specific memory that kind of opens up into a broader spectrum of of what the ECHL has done for me and kind of broadened my horizons. Yeah, I know that you shared the pictures with me. Hopefully you could uh, maybe send that picture over and I could use it for the website. Yeah, not not a problem. So what do your dreams for the future look like? You know, as I uh, mentioned earlier, I'm always looking ahead, looking for the next opportunity, whether that's within the ECHL or, or another realm of sports. But where that specifically is, I don't know. Growing up, I always thought I wanted to work for the NHL, but, you know, I'm not certain that's that's the case anymore. I think I just need to look at the opportunity that presents itself and whether it, it fits right for me on, on a host of different levels, not only on a career level, but on a family level, on a geography level, where it is, what the, the time commitment, um, you know, the, the sports world can be a lot, a lot of hours, but as you grow older, you get a family and, you have commitments to them as well. So it's a balancing act, and you got to find what's the, the right fit for you. And what may have been a right fit for me at 22 years old may not be a right fit for me at 30 years old. So I just kind of see what comes along and make a decision from there. You're still driving a long distance to get to work every day in Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah, that's, that's for certain. <laughs> an, hour, an hour 10 each way every day. So is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? You know, I, I think we've touched on, on a lot of the higher points there, and I understand the, the scope of your project here is to encourage people to, to focus on their dreams, and I think that's what you got to do. you got to kind of have it in the back of your mind what you want to do. 
look at the steps that you need to get there and start to take those steps. Nothing's going to happen overnight by any stretch of the means, but if you do the right things and follow the steps slowly in increments, you'll get to where you want to be. In high school, I decided I wanted to be in the sports world, and so I started researching it and found where I wanted to go. I got the test scores to get me in, and I proceeded down that path. Once I got that led to my foot in the door. Once I got in, I realized I wanted to further my education to further my career, found where to go, went to Rutgers, worked hard, got the degree and the, the pieces necessary to advance my career once again. You know, none of this just snapped my fingers and, and here it is. It was having kind of an idea in the back of my mind where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, finding the steps, and then completing the steps in small increments. And then before you know it, a decade's gone, and here we are. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Sure, no problem, Joe. Anytime. If you need anything, just let me know. And encourage people to check out www.echl.com. Find out more about our league. Uh, I will. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. Love to have you on again at some point, six months a year, and check up on you and see how you're doing with moving along with your dreams. Yeah, not not a problem, Joe. Just let me know. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.